I got one thing to say to you. Ah, testify. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, I'll let Tony explain because it's the most incredible. He just showed me it, and it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so I have a lot of time on my hands on the weekends at work. And, like, I was just browsing the network looking for something fucking funny to watch. And in my recommended, there was a hidden gem, The March to WrestleMania. Coincidentally named The March to WrestleMania because it took place in March, and they thought they were clever. Um, the show is completely forgettable except for three things. The Hulk Hogan WrestleMania promo is fucking funny. It's like, I can't believe they're building the show around this guy in 1993. I mean, they were building a show in 2002 at certain points, too. That's fair, but... But, like, they weren't building around him. They were building around him versus The Rock. Like, this promo... That's did, true. This promo did not mention anything about who he was facing. No, he just stood in statue form for a while, and then... And then the lights shined on him, and, and the then Hogan posed. Then immediately after that, we got... <laughs> we got Kamala versus Kimchi, which is unbelievable. Just for Vince's commentary alone. <laughs> <laughs> We can't do it justice. Like, it has to. You have to watch it. At, at one point, Bobby Heenan's like, Kim, she's just doing what you do if, if you're a dog and you puked on the floor. You rub his nose in it. And it's like, oh, my God. We apologize on behalf of all pet owners out there. I hope we are responsible. And he said some wacky word. Yeah, he said a word oh, I've never God. heard in my life. I'm not even <laughs> sure if it's a real word. I don't even know what it was like. It was like precipitous or something. Yes, I think it was the precipice. No, it wasn't precipice. I know what precipice means. And it wasn't. It was something. It was something ridiculous. Whatever, just watch it. Uh, but, uh... And then after that, the fucking WrestleMania music video that for some reason asks who's ready for the Survivor Series. Multiple times. <laughs> uh, but... But what we got on tap this week, Tony? Uh, we're going to update you on the New Japan Cup. Uh, are we going to update them on your bank situation? Probably not. So. Probably not. It's, it still sucks. That's the update. Uh... We'll talk about the the card that we have so far for the Madison Square Garden show since uh, uh, Ring of Honor's 17th anniversary show was this past weekend. Um, yeah, that, that's that's kind of interesting. What do you what do you think about Matt Taven and Jay Lethal going to a 60 minute draw? You don't see too many of those. No, I think I like it. Yeah, it's pretty classic. It's pretty classic for what ROH once stood for. Huh, interesting take. Uh, so we'll go over the full card. Well, not full card. I'm assuming we'll add more to it. We'll go over the card we have so far for the Madison Square Garden show, which takes place the night before WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden. And then we That's will... That's what the Madison Square Garden show is? It's Madison Square Garden? Well, you know, there's also the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Don't think it's there. Never know. Uh, and then finally, we will get into a Shield rec- retrospective which we have not so cleverly named the Hounds of Discussion. It's beautiful. If you say so. I do say so. But uh, we got all that on tap, so we will get at you right after this. The New Japan Cup rolls on. Um, we are now at the quarterfinal round. That'll be coming up March 20th and 21st. So that is tomorrow and Thursday. Um... So let's go over what happened in round two. And actually, I think last week we didn't we didn't give the update on the end of round one. So we might as well just do that for continuity here. So Colt Cabana got the victory over your boy Togi Makabe. Uh, Toru Yano got the win over Davey, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Uh, Satoshi Kojima 
did the J-O-B to Minoru Suzuki, Suzuki murder grandpa himself. And Sonata beat Hiroki Goto in a astounding 20 minutes and 47 seconds. So that's the end of the first round. So round two opened up with Tomohiro Ishii getting a victory over Taichi in 22.55. Better than Kimchi. Oh, God, yeah. Way better than Kimchi. Yoshihashi defeated Chase Owens in 14.10. Kazushika Okada got the victory over Mikey Nichols in 17.25. Will Ospreay defeated Lance Archer in 18.08. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Rice Gate Taguchi in 17.18. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Kota Ibushi, so one of your finalists. You swore the final would be Ospreay and Ibushi. One of your finalists is done. Tapped out in 16 minutes and 7 seconds. Bullshit. Uh, Colt Cabana defeated Toriano in 7 minutes and 47 seconds. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that match and I really want to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either, but it's Colt Cabana and Toriano. Like, you you know wackiness ensued. <laughs> they had a match in ROH that's on YouTube, I believe, if you want to watch some Toriano, Colt Cabana. I do. Wackiness. I actually do. Yeah. It's on, like I said, I, I want to watch some goofy-ass wrestling right now. Yeah. You got me all excited. And then in the final... First round, second round matchup, excuse me. Minoru Suzuki lost to Sonata in 28 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, good thing it's, you know, good thing it was just St. Patrick's Day because uh, that requires a little Danny boy on the Bobcat, on the bi- bagpipes. <laughs> on the Bobcat! You know, a lot of the feed, a lot of my friends, <laughs> a lot of my friends that don't even give a shit about wrestling listen to the show just because they're good friends. And like, I shit you not, I was at the bar Thursday night. And everyone's takeaway was your irrational fear of Jaguars. Everyone was talking about that. I'm not even, like, I'm, I shit you not. Like, I'm not even joking. I just, oh, I don't want to, this, this, so, I, I, it's fair, right? It's no, a fair one. It's a fair no, it's one. Not, we're in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Yeah, but if you ran into one, you'd be like, <laughs> oh, fuck, there's a Jaguar. I'm sure I would, but I'm not going to run into one. And you wouldn't have time to even say that because it would kill you, and that's why I'm afraid of them. <laughs> so if you saw Nick Foles walking down the street, you'd cower in fear? I can't tell you on air just for the fact that there might be children listening or the things I would do to Nick Falls if I saw him walking in the street. Well, Jesus, we say some fucked up shit on this show. I, don't I know. I, I know where this line is. Yikes. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. Oh, my God. That's I'm not going to touch that one. I'm going to leave that one alone. I think you should. <laughs> I, I really think you should. So I'm glad, I think I should, too. I'm glad you keep giving the people that listen but don't care about wrestling more material. Now they got your... Uh, because I'm a big fucking idiot. That's why. <laughs> yeah. It's my gimmick. Big, sexy that's, fucking no, idiot. No, that's a shoot. That's not a gimmick. Your gimmick, your gimmick that you gave, you tried, you tried being the, the world champion of love for a week, but you dropped that one quick, thank God. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what was going on that week. It was a weird week. I think week. you might have ate some pot brownies or something. I didn't. Maybe. I don't know. It, um, was, it, was, it was after a very drunk day. I don't know if very mind. drunk these days. So, let's get into the quarterfinals, or as the cool kids say, the Elite Eight. Um, by the way, fill out your bracket yet? I didn't. Okay. But Florida's going far. Well, by the time this airs, I will fill it out, so that's yeah. going to be cool to say yes. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. We, we, this, this is our thing. We're never in, we're never in continuing timeline with this. You, you think you'd get, get used to it by now. No, we, we, it's our thing. It's, I'm sorry. Once again, idiot. But uh, let's keep going. So... The quarterfinals will kick off with Tomohiro Ishii taking. You want to do a little? Let's let's do a little rebooking right now since we don't have a lot of ton of news. Let's do a little rebooking. Yeah, we have a lot of time. We have a lot yeah. of time to talk about things. I'm not going anywhere. Are you? I mean, I'm going to work tomorrow, but that's not till tomorrow. I'm not. Yeah, because you're a bum. 
I am bummed. You want to work five days a week like a normal human be- human being? Hey, in a month I will. Oh, month. Great. Two months. Yeah, more than a month. I just say, it's after Memorial Day. Two months. It's the week before Memorial Day. Oh. So, uh... Anyway. All right, Tomohiro Ishii versus Yoshihashi. I think we know where we're going with this one. Yeah. Ishii, it's the yes. final four. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, in about three minutes and 12 seconds, I'll, g- I'll give it. That's counting entrances, too, so... He's just going to come in Brain Buster and that's it. <laughs> Which, I'm not going to lie, is a possibility. Uh, Kazushiko Okada versus Will Ospreay. Now, even though they already announced that Will Ospreay has a match at the Garden, are you still being stubborn and trying to stick with your Will Ospreay? Match? Yep. <laughs> Alright, Sammy. Calm down. Well, I'm going Okada, so Okada's going to move on. Uh, plus, Okada's our original winner, so I feel like we can't go back on that now. You're right. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. This is an interesting one. We have, we had Ibushi uh, moving on to the Final Four. I'm really surprised Ibushi lost. I am too, but I mean they're trying. Ibushi's hey, an any, established guy. Anything's anything. Any, no, anything could happen in WWE. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is clearly on the rise. He is the uh, undisputed British heavyweight champion. Uh, and as uh, Taka Michinoku likes to say, it's Zack Sabre time. So I got Zack Sabre going over Hiroshi. Agree? Disagree? I agree. Indifferent? I agree. Colt Cabana versus Sonata for the final final four spot. Uh, Is Colt Cabana going to sneak his way in there? No. I feel like we had Toriano in there and we got to put Colt Cabana in there. No. Give me him. Give me it. No. You don't... I want Sonata and Zack Sabre Jr. Like, you don't... I know Colt Cabana's wacky and goofy, but you're telling me you'd rather see Colt Cabana versus Zack Sabre Jr. than yeah. Sonata versus... Zach. Why? What's your reasoning for this? It's never going to happen again. It's what do you? It, it can happen on any episode of Ring of Honor television. Like okay, okay, Sonata. Yeah, Mister Mister No Fun. I gave you Toriano. You did, but we were right. I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I gave it to you. You're right. You're right. Keep it going. All right. So now we have Ishii and Okada for a spot in the finals. I think we gotta go Okada. I think Okada's gonna be it. Yeah. I, Okada was our original winner. Yeah. So I think we gotta stick with that route. So, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata. Who goes to the finals against Okada? The yes, He is the defending New Japan Cup winner, so it would be a good story. And uh, But I, I do think Sonata has a singles run in his future. Oh, yeah. I, like, no I, think, he, I think he will hold the big belt. No doubt. So maybe, so maybe this is his time. What do you think? I'm open either direction. Uh, I mean, you're, you're Tiger Atori. I'm Gato. I'm, listen, I'm listening to your opinions. We'll, what are you thinking, Tiger? Who are we, who are we putting over here? I think we're going to put over Sonata. All right, we'll put over Sonata. So you want to let all the gods decide? That? Oh, you want to flip a coin? Yeah. Because I think it really can go either way. All right, if you want to flip a coin, that's cool. All right, heads for Sabre Jr., tails for Sonata? Sure. That's tails. That's, that's, that's tails, that's Sonata cold, it that's is. cold skull. That is, that is the bone soldier. It's not, no, wrong faction. With the wrong. quarter from the great state of Nevada. Wrong uh, wrong faction there, bud. I know, I said Bone Soldier, didn't I? Yeah, you did. But it's going to be Sonata. It will be. So that gives us, that sets up a final with the Rainmaker, Kazuchi Okada, taking on Cold Skull, Sonata. And I think the Jay White, I think the Jay White Okada story is just, I think it's going to happen. I think that's where we're headed. Unless they really want to swerve us, that's where they're heading. I mean, it's the Garden. I don't think swerving us to do any good. You know what I mean? Like, Okada versus Jay White at the Garden is big. It is. That's huge. 
as Booker T would say, this is going to be big. 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 But uh, he, I think, yeah, I think they're, he's the biggest star in the history of promotion, right? Probably. Arguably. 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 Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's up. They're going to give him definitely, that. Definitely in the modern era. They're yeah. going to give him that moment in the world's most famous arena. I think so, too. So. Maybe we confetti. It's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, so we are going with Kazushika Okada to win the New Japan Cup still. So moving on to what the winner of the New Japan Cup gets. As of this recording, we have eight matches announced for the G1 Super Card of Honor, which will take place April 6, 2019. World's most famous arena, Manhattan, New York, Madison Square Garden. Home of the Knicks, home of the Rangers, aka the Factory of Sadness. It is. It is the Factory of Sadness. It's a shame. It's such a historical venue, and they can't get a damn good team to play in there. That's true. Um, they had the Big East tournament. I guess that's kind of no. It's Nova. they had the Big East tournament. I mean, it's still technically the Big East. It's not. I will it's, not respect it as the Big East tournament. The I old know, Big East tournament know, was I the know. greatest happening in sports. I've been there. Oh, that's like. Fun fact, that's the only time I've ever been at the Garden was for the Big East Tournament. Which Big East Tournament was it? It was the, it was the Q's Tournament, the, the six overtimes. Oh, you just told me that last week. Yeah. I remember watching that game. That was wild. Like, I took a nap, and it was overtime, and I woke up, and it was still going on. Yeah, that was wild. Oh, go Q's, though. But anyway, um, we have eight matches announced. So first, we have the pre-show match, the Honor Rumble. We don't know who's going to be in it. I like that. But I'm going to pick Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, I'm going to also pick Minoru Suzuki. Because when you don't know, you just pick Minoru Suzuki. I mean, you're going to pick the closest thing to a murderer in the, in the, in the room, and he is. Yeah. So. And if anyone deserves a Madison Square Garden moment, it's Minoru Suzuki. Cause Absolutely. It's probably the only chance he ever has at one. Yeah, he's wrestling a baby next year. God, can you imagine? Can you imagine Walter It'll versus Minoru Suzuki? Warrior if he ever comes and like doesn't bring that song, like, I don't oh, care. Oh, he'll bring that song. Well, I don't think he owns it. That's the problem, like. I don't care how much I have to pay. Like, they better fucking pay and get it. Like, because... I mean, he's, ne- it, we're, he's never coming, obviously, but... <laughs> if he ever did. If he, he ever did, yeah. He needs a song. So, yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, and by the way, these aren't our predictions. Our, our legitimate predictions will, will come the last show before WrestleMania. But I just figured I'd pick Minoru Suzuki to pick Minoru Suzuki. So, we have... The leader of Los Ingobernables, not the leader of Los Ingobernables de Japón, just the leader of Los Ingobernables, I guess de Mexico. Yeah. Roosh taking on Dalton Castle. Leo Roosh. Not, not Leo Roosh. Other Leo Roosh. Other Roosh. Just Roosh Roosh. Rushev. <laughs> oh, did you see, we'll get, sidebar. Sidebar. Did you see the trailer for Drop the Mic this week? I did not. Lana and Rusev. What? Are rapping. Against Mark Cuban. <laughs> what? That's a thing that's happening. Oh my god. <laughs> I have to watch that. I, I I must DVR that immediately. In the new days going against somebody, but I don't know who. Mark Cuban, you say? I Mark Cuban. Like oh, drafted Dirk Mark Cuban. Oh man. Mark Cuban loves his Europeans. He does. He's getting the he got two right. We'll see we'll see what happens with the third. Ooh. No, I mean, we don't know if Przingis can work out in Dallas. I forgot he's even there. No, oh, so you didn't know what I was talking about. No. Oh. I was trying to sell it. I forgot he's even there. Yeah, well. He hasn't played in forever. He's not playing the whole year, so. Yeah. All right, so. He's missed a lot of time. I mean, I know he tore an ACL series, but he's missed a lot of fucking time. Yeah, he's a lanky fuck, so that's why. He is lanky. 
but what's next in the card? Bully Ray is issuing an open challenge for a New York street fight. I presume an ECW original of some kind is going to answer this. What's Steve Lombardi? Well, they're not in Brooklyn, so I don't think so. The other show's in Brooklyn. Yeah, you're right. But, uh... Yeah, I assume... I'm going to say... I, I was thinking Sandman. Sandman is always around at these things. I was thinking Sandman, yeah. Or Dreamer. Dreamer's always a possibility. Dreamer's in New York, guys, so that's very possible. All right, so we have winner-takes-all match for the Never Openweight Championship and the Ring of Honor Television Championship. We have Will Ospreay taking on Jeff Cobb. That'll probably be a fun little match. It'll be awesome. Ooh. This one's going to be a barn burner. Triple threat ladder match for the Ring of Honor world title. Jay Lethal defends against Matt Taven and Marty Skrull. That's awesome, actually. It's going to be a fun little match. I think. And so far, uh, Marty is the Ring of Honor six-man world champion, along with PCO and Brody King, who are also the Ring of Honor tag team champions. So Villain Enterprise is getting a lot of gold. Right, for the short span, it's going to be in, in there. Well, see, the thing is... There's conflicting reports on when Marty's contract is up. So. Of course there is. There's always conflicting reports. Some people say April, some people say October, so... That's a big difference. I think if it's October, he's getting the world title. Yeah, me too. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Nor everywhere. Three, Another three-way. This one, just a regular old three-way. Um, Taiji Ishimori defends, against, defends the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title against Dragon Lee and Bandito. This is going to be fucking nuts. Yeah, it's going to be all over the place. Dude, like, this WrestleMania weekend, like, we're not going to go over the TakeOver card because I know people hate spoilers, but, like, I don't think I'm going... It's I by far the best card they I ever don't had. think I'm going out on a limb by saying, like, if everything delivers, this will be the best TakeOver of all time. Yeah. No, like, it's the best It's the, the best card, card I've ever seen in my life. Ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. It's unreal. And, like, this card is pretty fucking wild, too, and it's still not even complete, so, like, this... And then WrestleMania is actually... In my opinion, shaping up to be a pretty good WrestleMania on paper. Yeah, I, mean, well, I agree 40, completely. It's gonna be forty hours long, but that's besides oh, the point. Jesus Christ! Um, like this is—you picked a hell of a weekend for your first fucking WrestleMania. I'm gonna be tired. This is wild. You get robbed again. You got hustled. You get robbed. Stop saying you got robbed. I got robbed. You know who got robbed? The Briscoe brothers because they lost the Ring of Honor no, tag team that. titles. I was trying to segue. I don't. You know what I mean? I was trying to segue. And I and I segued into saying fuck them. They are racist. They are racist pieces of shit. That's true. Fucking farmers. So, we have <laughs> chicken farmers from Delaware. Sussex County. No one likes the Delawares. Don't, don't, aren't you a Blue Coats fan? I am a Blue Coats fan. So. But they were always be the 87ers to me. I don't know what's a worse name, honestly. The 87ers. This is, we really are slowly turning into a basketball podcast. We are. We gotta move over, because we just have these arguments. And I, was, I haven't smacked you around with the Celtics recently, so. Because you can't. What are you gonna say? Because they're, they're a fucking mess. That's what I'm gonna say. But I, it's not gonna phase me. I know. See, I think the Sixers have one more win than them. Like, they're not a fucking, if the Celtics are a mess, what are the Sixers? Fucking so, powerhouse. Okay. Continue. I can't wait till we're the, we're the four or five seed matchup. And oh, I, will paint, I will paint, I will paint, I will paint you. We fucking smack that ass in five. I hate you. Let's smack go. Smack that ass in five. Right, that, well, that that series is one of the worst things in my life. Oh, dude, the confetti. I live for the confetti game. Of course I live for the confetti game. All right, move on, for Christ's sakes. Winner takes all match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships and the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. The Gorillas of Destiny, ain't nobody realer than gorillas, Tamatanga and Tangaloa will defend against Villain Enterprises, PCO and Brody King. Not see this one coming. No, Christ Almighty, that's the hell of a match. Yeah. 
PCO. There are four diff- completely different people in that match. PCO wrestled in the Garden as one half of the WWF Tag Team Champions in 1994 WrestleMania 10. Jesus. One half of the Quebecers. Jean Pierre Lafitte. Well, it wasn't Jean Pierre Lafitte yet. He was no, but that was his name later. He was that was his name later. Uh, like it's baffling. He was he's a tag team champion at WrestleMania ten in nineteen ninety four. And here we are. And WrestleMania. now in two thousand nineteen, he's gonna walk in as one half of the fucking Ring of Honor tag team champions. Yep. In Madison Square Garden. It's absurd. What the hell is going on? I don't know. He's. Hey, you know what? He had a hell of a career resurgence, and good for it's him. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. All the power to him. He he pulled it off. I. What is he, 50 and he's going yeah. through all this shit? Yeah. Good for him. Uh, and then the main event, Jay White defending against the winner of the New Japan Cup. And if you believe us, that'll be Kazushika Okada. And It'll be raining million dollar branches. It will. I'm just very sad that like our seats, like when, when cause Okada's like confetti cannon that like rains money is probably going to go off. And we're probably not going to be in position to get any of the Okada dollars. And that makes me kind of sad. Me might be. I hope so. I want an Okada. We're in section 212. I don't know if they shoot that. I like cause that, like, I don't know how I don't know how like high they get. You know what I mean? No, they get high. How many Okada matches have you seen in person? Zero. That's what I thought. I was being optimistic. I'd love an Okada dollar though. Me too. I, I would. I would also. I would frame it right next to a JBL dollar though. I, you know what? I always wanted one of those too. It's raining hundred dollar Bradshaws. Do you see the story he just did an interview? I guess he got wasted after that, and he was just tipping the bartender with them. Oh my god, that's funny. He folded it so you couldn't see his face. That's funny. He was just tipping the bartender all night with him. But that's gonna be. A, I'm so excited for that show. Yeah, and I think I say this like every other week, but thank you Triple H for moving Takeover Friday. Because, yeah, that's dude. Imagine if we had a pick between these two shows. We we we, we had this. We had the beginnings of an argument. I know. I, and then I looked down to a text, and you're like, "Yo, they just moved Takeover Friday." I know. I was like, I. It couldn't have been any more perfect. No, good for him. Thanks, Hunter. Uncle, well, Uncle H. I don't know, but they said that's going to be the, the schedule when SmackDown goes to Fox. But I'm confused because SmackDown's going to be on Friday. So maybe like the go-home show to SmackDown won't be live? Maybe not. No, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. Well, I mean, we don't have to figure out anything. It's not our problem. No, I mean, we'll see when we get there. That's, that's more like it. Yeah. All right, well, that's the news. Yep. What do you... What do you what are you yapping me about? You want me to stop this? Yeah. Oh, well. Now we, have, now we have awkward conversation about stopping the recording. So We have 40 episodes of awkward conversation. Might be more than that. I wish I could go on Spotify to see how many episodes we had. <laughs> but I can't. You know, you know stolen. Well, maybe, if you had <laughs> a, maybe if you had an iPhone, like a normal, sensible human being, you just go on Apple Podcasts and check. I did. That would be the way. Oh, I can get it. I can get it. But, uh, so, Mania is going to be 17 matches long, according to you. Well, that's not according to me. That's according to an article. On, I oh, think, I think God, Forbes, it's going to be so goddamn I long. Forbes, I think Forbes reported it. Let me let me check the source real quick. That's an absurd time. amount of time. Okay. So, this is from WrestleTalk.tv, and the article reads, WWE pay-per-views seem to go on forever nowadays, and it will probably come as little surprise to you that April 7th's WrestleMania 35 event looks set to be the longest of all time. Oh, joy. This was initially pointed out by Forbes, who... Uh, Collated? I don't think that's a word. That's probably a typo. A total. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they mean calculated. A total of 17 matches that we can probably expect to take place. Other than that, and then it just lists the the probable card. But 17 matches. So here's something we could do to kind of extend this news segment. 
uh, recently the philosophy in recent years has been it's WrestleMania, we gotta get everyone on the card. Do you agree with that philosophy or no? Uh, yes. Okay, see, I'm glad, I'm glad we're gonna have a little debate here because I disagree. Is, are you really counting these fucking episodes? You're a geek. Oh my god. So, I guess I'll give my side since you're over here. 44. 44? I, 40. I said it was more than 40. It's our 44th episode. This will be 44 or we have 44? We have 44 now. So this is 45. This is 45. Nice little... I'm going to be shirtless for 50. This isn't a video podcast. Please don't. I'll be the only one that sees it. I know. It'll Please be, it'll don't. be very uncomfortable. I'm, I'm already uncomfortable. All right. Let's start our debate. All right. So, being on the WrestleMania card isn't a right. It's a privilege. It is. So, I don't think, like, if you want to have the Andre Battle Royal, great. But I... Having it is just a way to get everyone on the card. I get the sentiment. But can I ask you a question? Is it this long because they want to get everybody on the card? Yes. Yes? Yes. Then I am, then I am on your side. <laughs> but no, like. No, I, I figure if it's going to be this long, you might as well try and get as many people as you can on this card. Well, it's going to be this long because there's 17 matches. There's 17 matches because I want to get everyone on the card. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But no, you're right. It's a, it's a privilege. It's not you can't wrestle in the biggest show of the year if you don't deserve. It. Like they don't. They, you uh, know, if there's 17 matches, four of them are gonna be throwaways. And you're probably be, more than four. And there shouldn't be four throwaways at WrestleMania. I'm I sorry. mean, the two battle royals will automatically be throwaways. I'm sure the tag title matches. If it's Hardy's Usos, that'll probably get a decent amount of time. Yeah. But whatever clusterfuck the Raw tag title situation ends up being in, you know, that's not gonna get sh- anything for time wise. The Cruiserweights will get time just because they'll probably be on the kickoff show. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's the Sad. only way to get... That's not, I can understand it for WrestleMania. Like, yeah. There's, I know in our top ten things I'd like to see, I said get the Cruiserweights uh, on, the, on the main card. But the story just isn't there this year. They, did, they went with another tournament, which... Uh, the finals are tonight, by the way. Who, who you got? You got Tony Nese or do you got Cedric Alexander? Tony Nese. I think it's going to be Tony Nese, too. The story Cedric's- was... Cedric's had his fucking. Not jealous. only that, but the story was that uh, Tony Nese is Buddy Murphy's training partner. Of course, the most random of alliances. It's not random at all. Do you see both of their abs? I do, but like, they couldn't say like they're buddies. Like, I get, I, you know what? All right, I'll give you that one. You, you Goddamn right, you will. I, I rarely concede to you, but I will. I just think it was lazy. They could have came up with something better. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for conceding to me. Thank you. Uh, but. I mean, they don't do this for SummerSlam, and SummerSlam is a big show. They don't get everyone, everyone doesn't get to be on the card at SummerSlam. That's true. That's very true. I would actually do a, a longer debate about this in a later episode. We certainly can. We could certainly do do it later. Uh, you want to get into the Army? Or the Navy? Or the Shield? The Shield. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Coming we, in now. Yeah, we could do the Shield. So. So. I'm really looking forward to talking about the Shield. Yeah. Very. And we'll get we'll talk about the shield after this. Yeah, Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Yeah, baby. Cocked and loaded. Do you do know it's a scientific fact if you cock your arm like a shotgun, it does make you hit harder. Yeah. <laughs> Makes that Superman punch super effective. Makes the drive by you. It's like a is it like po- is it like Pokemon where it's like this move is super effective? It is, but this is one we've been talking wanted to do for a while. Yeah, and I don't think there's any better time to do it than right now. Yeah, so uh, this could be the end. You know, no one really knows what's going on with Dean. It, it. I feel like Dean doesn't know what's going on with Dean currently. 
So we figured we might not have a chance to do it for much longer. So And we're coming off the heels of an excellent Shield match yeah, last week. It was uh, good. I watched it again. It was really good. I'm not going to call anything with Baron Corbin really good. He was good. He was fine. He was really good in that he match. He a fucking chin lock in a pay-per-view main event. Come it's, on. Yeah, but he also did two, did two fucking finishers, okay, which are that's awesome. That's all he got. They're, they're great finishers. They are. I love the deep six. I don't want any other. I want to take one. Oh my! I God. want his. I want Mister Sadbelly to give me a, a deep six. You can't call anybody Mister Sadbelly. Oh no! I'm just a fat fuck. He's got a sad belly. My his stomach legitimately looks like a face. I don't. His I don't. His stomach does look like a. It does. It looks like an Easter Island. He has a head. very. He has a very wide belly button. He does. Fucking Tom Pestock. All right. So, the Shield. Yeah. Give me one word to describe the Shield. Dominant. Groundbreaking. You aren't prepared. This is your bit. You weren't even prepared. I was prepared. I just couldn't think of groundbreaking was one or two words. But there's a hyphen, so it counts. But, uh, yeah, they really did change it, didn't they? They did. They, they changed it. As as a faction, and they're probably three of the five biggest superstars of the 2010s. I think I think we were talking about this the other day. You were asking me if, if the Shield was the best uh, stable in WWE history. Like, not not Four Horsemen. Just straight WWE history. And I think the answer to that has to be an easy yes because, I mean, it's either them or Evolution. And the reason I the reason I say those two is because The Shield created three main eventers and Evolution created two main eventers. On the heels of two previous main eventers. Yeah, right. That was, that was one saying. current one and current one previous. And one previous. So I think, I think it has to come down. To, I think The Shield is, like, even more impressive because... Yeah, they're getting the rubs by being in there with guys like Cena and... Uh, and Kane. And Kane. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but you may. They, I feel like they wrestled Kane so they much. Did. They They fucking everyone. Everyone's wrestled Kane fucking so much. That it. it but, they are pretty incredible. But they came in like just three guys fresh from developmental, and all became main event guys. So. Yeah, and props to them because all three of them I'm I'm a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. Well, all three guys individually I love. So let's kind of talk a little bit about what they were doing before the Shield. So, at the time, right before the Shield, Seth Rollins was the uh, NXT champion. He was the first NXT champion. Uh, Roman Reigns had just debuted on NXT as a dude just wearing trunks and being a cocky heel, which is kind of baffling. Like knowing every how everything's gone since. Yeah, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Roman Reigns in trunks is like a weird sight. <coughs> oh yes, I can. I can't like imagine him like outside of the Shield regalia. But yeah, he used to wrestle in trunks and cut promos in suits, and be Tino Sabatelli basically. Yeah. Former uh, second round draft pick. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cino Sabatelli. Yeah. What's his, his real name's like his real name's like uh Savvy Yeah, it's a stupid Piscatelli name. or something. It's a stupid name. It's a very Italian. It's a very Italian name. Yeah, it's it's or as he, Jim Ross would say Italian. Uh, that is how he would say it. <laughs> but so Seth was the NXT champion. Yes. The well, only NXT champion in history. At the time, yes. Yes. Um so Roman was just a heel in NXT, and Dean Ambrose actually never debuted in NXT. He had a he had a run in FCW. He had a great feud with William Regal in, S- in FCW. He did. I, I I'm actually very aware of it. WrestleMania 28 weekend, he cut a promo on Mick Foley during Fan Access, and it seemed like they were going somewhere with it, like if it was going to be like his main roster debut well, or something. Isn't that what Foley said? If he was to come back for one match, it'd be with, it'd yeah, be with yeah, Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like it just got dropped. And I remember hearing a rumor that Ambrose and Foley did it on their own without like WWE telling them to do it. I don't know how true that is. I don't think Foley did that. Well, no, like they they basically like <coughs> they were t- 
talking and they said, hey, like, I don't think they meant for it to be an angle. It was just like kind of like to put Dean over on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but WWE never did anything with it. And then basically from June 2012 when FCW turned in NXT to November when the Shield formed, Dean was just doing house show loops at the main roster but never actually debuted on TV. So it'd kind of be interesting if the Shield wasn't an idea on how soon Dean would have debuted because he's already doing house show loops with the main roster. Um, and I find it interesting how Seth debuted uh, on the main roster while still NXT champion. And the only other person I could think of doing that was Kevin Owens. I guess if you want to count Tommaso Ciampa too, but but, but I really no, you're not. He, he was, like he didn't he have there, the belt. He had the belt, but I that was kind of like it wasn't planned. It was kind of like rushed. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, but no, yeah Kevin Owens uh, interrupted Cena. Did, yeah. Did not? yeah. And, and even stranger, they never mentioned Rollins as the NXT champion once on TV. Well, that was still when NXT was like, yeah, oh, it was, this, this is not going to be a thing. So Listen, listen. the crazy part crazy part about that is I used to fucking, because back then, NXT was only on TV if you lived in Florida. It was on local Florida television. Correct. You're absolutely right. And I would wait on YouTube every week to find the latest episode of NXT, because it was still very good. Like, they still had guys like well, Big Jesus E was Christ, there. Jesus Christ, the talent. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Cesaro and Kid. We were there at that time, I believe. I, well, at this point, Cesaro's U.S. champ. Was so, he? At this so time? You're a little, little, he gets sent back to feud with Zayn a little late, about six months later. Which, so you're about, which birthed a fantastic match. Yeah, you're about six months off. Um, but Big E was there. Rollins was there. Uh, Roman was there. Uh, Adrian Neville. Cassius Ono was there. Adrian Neville was there. Corey Graves was there. The Wyatts were there. A lot of great talent. It's a hell of a fucking roster. A lot of great talent. Uh, CJ Parker, Juice Robinson was there putting on some. Enzo talks about him a lot of him in his most recent interview. Yep. It, uh, I guess him, Finn Balor, and Enzo were boys, which is quite the fucking crew. That is quite the crew. Like an unbelievable crew. So anyway, their debut would come uh, at Survivor Series. It was a triple threat: John Cena, Ryback, we're watching it live, and CM Punk. And then out of nowhere, three guys in turtlenecks. Thank God they dropped the turtlenecks. Came out, and the interesting part was, I, I really, in hindsight, I really love the way they did the, the debut, because they never touched Cena. They no. only beat up Ryback. So like, I mean, well, that's a good thing. Kinda. Obvious, obviously, obviously, like, the common the common sense is that Cena wasn't behind the shield because they'd never turn him heel. But there was that little speck of doubt in your mind. It's like they never touched Cena. They didn't. They absolutely didn't, which which was very well done. So let's kind of let's kind of talk about the characteristics of the Shield. So the beginning of the Shield, they they were their intentions were to fight what they perceived as injustice. They would, they were cutting promos in NXT about like people losing their jobs and like balance in the world. It was actually some really good shit. I was watching it, and tonight. all the promos are very different than anything else going on in WWE at the time. It was all camcorder footage that they would like hold like they were taking a selfie. Uh, and basically cut promos to a camcorder. Fun fact, is actually in Dean Ambrose's first elite figure. It came with a camcorder as an accessory. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so they quickly dropped the turtlenecks and uh, basically got, I guess it would kind of be like riot gear would be the best way to describe it. Like riot bulletproof vests. They were looking They were looking like they were doing a drug raid in Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, it was like military police, basically. Yeah. And did you ever see the... 
I think it was like an episode of WWE Warehouse on YouTube or something. They originally had shield. They had shields. the actual shield. And thank, thank fucking God. God. Thank God they never. Can you imagine them walking out of the fucking crowd with shield? None shields? of those guys was sniffing a championship. They came out with. They came out with Ryan. And shields. it said shield on it in huge letters. You know whose idea that was. Oh. You know you absolutely know whose idea that was. Testify. God damn, pal. What if they had shields? That's their name, Vince. I don't care. <laughs> so another thing is, uh, they would always enter the ring through the crowd. They never came through the back. Which, to this day, is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's cool. My, I have a non-wrestling fan, or no, a friend. I know you're talking. Who about absolutely this. adores the shield yeah. and thinks the entrance through the crowd is fucking awesome. He must. Oh man, did you ever show him the Sandman? <laughs> I did. Oh, but I was I was not the same reaction. Not the same reaction, but there's another friend I have that we think is the Sandman. So <laughs> I think I think you can put that one together too. Yeah. Yep. But uh you know, no, he he loves it and to this day, like it's just it's unbelievable. And those three guys, before we touch, get into the really details of this, those three guys together are special. Yeah. They're special. The way they they, they move as one I was just gonna, unit. I was just going to say, like, those early Shield matches, like, the, the the double and triple teams that they'd pull off was basically their trademark. Like, I just, Seth and Seth was so good. JBL used to say that they would have the numbers advantage even when it was three on three. That's how well they worked as a team. And they like, did. That's such, like, a great little, like, I guess it'd be cliche. That's, like, a great little cliche because it's true. Like, their double and triple teams were crazy. I, I love, like... Seth would tag Dean, then uh, Dean would immediately tag back out to Rome, and they're like, they just keep tagging in, tagging out. No, like they had it down. Yeah. They, they like up until this day, they have it down. So let's let's kind of talk. Let's kind of talk about what their characters were at the beginning, because one of the things I find really interesting about the Shield is the roles changed over time. Like it it evolved. It did. So at the beginning, Dean Ambrose is clearly the leader. Um, he was the mouthpiece of the group. He was he was the more vocal one in promos. He'd always say the most. Cut fucking awesome promos, too. He'd always say the most. Seth Seth would talk a decent amount. Then Roman would say very little. Should have probably probably should have kept it more along those lines. Yeah. Not saying he's a bad talker. But, but that he's, was, it worked. He's it worked a better very, silent person. It worked very well. Yes. So Roman was uh, the powerhouse, the heavy hitter. Um, he was the least talkative. And I guess he kind of had like quiet strength but he had like this weird air of confidence about him he did he like i understand i understand 100 percent of the reason why he's in the position he is now yeah yeah well i mean the position he will return to if that makes any sense so originally seth rollins was kind of the chaotic one he'd take all the risks in ring wise and he still does yeah and his role was basically the high flyer of the group and that was the dynamic for a little bit so we probably should have talked before, but how do you want to do this? Do we want to talk about how the characters shift over time now, or do we want to do it like in real time as they shift? We'll do it in real time. Okay, cool. I like that. All right. So as we said, they debuted at a Survivor Series. Um, they put Ryback through a table, allowing Punk to pin Cena, who had just been hit with uh, what the hell was the name of Ryback's finisher? Shit. Meat Shell shocked. Shell shocked. That was the meat hook. No, that's the clothesline he did. Oh yeah, you're right. Shell shocked is the name of his finisher. What's he a fucking Ninja Turtle? I don't know. I don't Fuck know. that guy. Never mind. Let's keep, keep going. So, uh, He's such a dick. So Punk pins Cena to retain the title. Uh, November 26th on Raw, the night after Survivor Series, they were first identified as the Shield, and they vowed to rally against injustices, and they said they weren't re- working for anyone, even though many people thought that they were working with Punk or Heyman. 
So the next few weeks on Raw and SmackDown, they would, routine, they would routinely attack people that Punk were feuding with, such as Ryback, Babyface Miz, which was <laughs> bad. Much worse than it is now. I think it's still bad now. Team Hell No. And they attacked Randy Orton after he defeated the Maddox. Um, who was the referee, going back even further, that helped CM Punk beat Ryback inside Hell in a Cell with a low blow heard, heard around the world. Jesus. Um, so the Shield's first match would be on pay-per-view, TLC, 2012, Brooklyn, New York, the Barclays Center, where they took on the team of Team Hell No, Daniel Bryan and Kane, and Ryback in a three-on-three tables, ladders, and chairs match. Um, they would obviously win the match. Uh, Rollins took a crazy bump off a ladder through, like, four tables. And, like, one of the tables didn't break and, like, hit him in the head. I remember this. He, he got... I could hear a collective, ooh, from the yeah, crowd. It was, uh, it was bad times. Um, after TLC, they would continue to attack people such as Ric Flair, Brodus Clay, and Sheamus. One of those names is not like the other. Exactly. Uh, the Shield exta- expanded their ambushes to other guys such as Mick Foley, Tommy Dreamer, and Ricardo Rodriguez. Once again, one of those names is not like the other. Uh, the Shield also uh, attacked people to write, write people off for injuries. Randy Orton and Sin Cara were hurt. They both took Shield beatings. On the January 2nd, 2013 episode of NXT, which was taped back in December, the Shield made their first appearance in NXT. So pretty much two months after they debuted on the main roster before they made an NXT appearance. Which is kind of interesting considering Seth Rollins is the freaking NXT champion. Yes, right? I mean... They got a pass. Um, Rollins defended his title against Corey Graves when Ambrose and Reigns attacked Graves to cause a disqualification. After the match, the Shield basically beat up the whole locker room like geeks, but then one man came out and stopped them. Three ain't enough, man. I need five. Big E Langston. I wish you could tenure the five count. Yeah, it was a nice little tribute to Bundy. May he rest in peace. Uh... On the January 9th episode of NXT, which was taped on the same date as the previous episode, Rollins lost the NXT title to Big E in a no-DQ match after the <laughs> NXT locker room came out and beat up the Shield, even though they just all got beat up last week. 50-50 booking at its finest. Brother. So that would be the end of the Shield in NXT. They literally lasted one night, one night of tapings, but they clearly weren't needed in NXT anymore. Their purpose was on the main roster. And they were destined for unbelievable things. Yep. So on January 7th, they once again helped CM Punk by attacking Ryback during the TLC match for the WWE Championship, allowing Punk to retain the title. On January 21st, they took out The Rock, who happened to be Punk's uh, opponent at the Royal Rumble, uh, resulting in Mr. McMahon saying that if The Shield interfered at the Royal Rumble, CM Punk would be stripped of the WWE title. Set on SmackDown, Punk denied an alliance with The Shield, and he called about and told him he didn't want to interfere in in his title match at the Rumble. So... At the Rumble, title match is going on, and then all of a sudden, we fade to black. It wasn't Alistair. It was the Shield coming out of the crowd, putting The Rock through a table, allowing Punk to pin The Rock and retain the WWE title, so we thought. Uh, Mr. McMahon then came out and said, uh, Pal, I'm stripping you the title. But then Rock cut the corniest promo of all time when he took the microphone and said, No, you won't take it from him. I will. (laughs) And then he pinned Punk with a people's elbow. Ending his 434 world title, world 30, 434 day world championship reign, and as you can tell, I'm still pretty pissed about it. Yeah, you're not happy. No, Punk's a bitch. So, well, maybe if, maybe if this never happened, he wouldn't have left. That's true. Um, 
But anyway, the next night it was revealed that uh, Paul Heyman had been paying the Shield and Brad Maddox to work for them all all along. And Mr. Man fired Heyman him. Heyman was so good in those backstage segments. Mr. Man fired him, but then Brock Lesnar came out and killed Mr. Man with an F5. I remember that. Oh, my God. Dropping him right on his hip when he already needed hip surgery. Yeah, well, that, then, then, then he got hip surgery, didn't he? Well, yeah, that, he was getting the hip surgery yeah. no matter what. So he said, Fucking fuck mother, motherfucker wrote himself off TV. I guess he said, fuck it, you might as well just drop me right on my hip. So then, on January 28th, the Shield attacked John Cena as well as Sheamus and Ryback. Uh, Maddox then called out the Shield the next week and revealed that he was the one who gave McMahon the footage showing them working for Heyman. This prompted the Shield to attack Maddox until they were forced to retreat after Cena, Ryback, and Sheamus uh, made the save. The Shield justified their attacks. That's the thing. Every time the Shield attacked somebody, they would uh, give a reason. So, they were heels, but I guess that kind of made them baby faces because they weren't like they are just being dicks. They were in, they were, they created a new world for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, like. Like, there was, it was just as his dirty. They were, they were basically like fucking Batman. They were. They were basically the collective union they're of like, Roman Reigns. They're like Seth Batman, Rollins. and Batman leaned more towards the villain side because they're definitely leaning towards yeah, they, the villain. They side. were. They were. More, they were heel Batman. Yeah, they were heel Batman. Um. So they justified their attacks on Cena, saying it was a decade of injustice. Uh, basically, the way he treated young up and coming talent. Which. Fair. Yes, they're, yeah, fair. Oh, speaking of that, I was just watching Extreme Rules. In preparation for the show. Oh, yeah. Doing Watching Extreme Rules 2013. Just watch that because Kane was defending a title. No, Cena versus Wyatt. That's 2014. 2014, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. It's, it's, wow, was Wyatt over before Cena destroyed him. Wyatt's push ended that night because a fucking kid in a sheet mask came out and sang in a weird voice. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. That was bad. He has the whole Don't do world. It. But uh, he was over. Incredibly over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, this set up a six-man tag match at February 17th at Elimination Chamber, which the Shield won. They continued their feud against Sheamus, having several matches in them, culminating to WrestleMania 29, an event that I was at, where the Shield defeated Sheamus, Randy Orton, and Big Show. And then after the match, Big Show turned on his team because that's what he does. That's exactly what he does. On April 8th, they started arguably their highest-profile feud to date, The Undertaker. They um, were made that yeah. day. Um... They were ultimately made, forced to retreat by Team Hell No, and this led to a match, The Shield versus the Brothers of Destruction. Oh, wait. JBL has the greatest call in the history of wrestling. Yeah. And that happens. Hit me with it. He goes, brother just showed up. It just <laughs> And Kane is just fucking, <laughs> Kane is just running. Oh, my God. Down. I'll show you that when we stop that. It's yeah, unbelievable. He goes, brother just showed up. <laughs> and Kane has the stupidest run you'll ever see in your life. He runs like Braun, but flat-footed. So this this leads to the Shield taking on the Brothers of Hell now. Um, Undertaker, Kane, and Daniel Bryan. Shield came in in a helicopter that night. Awesome entrance. Uh, wish the Shield won. And then on SmackDown, Dean Ambrose faced the Undertaker in a singles match. That's that's big. Once he, again, made. He lost via submission. But after the match, the Shield took out the Undertaker, triple powerbombed him through the announce table, and he wasn't seen again until the build to WrestleMania 30. Ambrose then started a feud with Kofi Kingston, while Rollins and Reigns started feuds with Team Hell No as they all set their eye on championship gold. Or bronze, because the tag titles were bronze back then. Yes. Fucking Roman soldiers. So, at Extreme Rules 2013, the event I thought you were talking about, Dean Ambrose would go on to defeat Kofi Kingston to become the United States champion, and uh, Rollins and Ambrose, Rollins and Reigns, excuse me, 
would go on to defeat Kane and Daniel Bryan in a tornado tag team match to become the WWE My personal favorite tornado tag, tag team match. You like tornado tag matches? Love a tornado tag match. I feel like I'm, that kills the point of tag team matches. SmackDown, No Way Out, I used to play them all the time. SmackDown, No Way Out? You mean yes. Know Your Role? Yes, Know Your Role. SmackDown, No Way Out. There it is. SmackDown, Know Your Role. I used to play them all the time. I used to be Scotty Tuhati. And me and me and Rikish used to kick some ass. Go to the times. People are paying, playing 2K19 these days. It's ridiculous. Although those old WWE oh, they're, games they're the best. were phenomenal. Here Comes the Pain is like my favorite game ever. That might be the one I was talking about. I, I had a P- rock on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, Here Comes the Pain is like my favorite one ever. All right, back to the Shield, shall we? Yes. From May to August, the Shield defended the titles against several opponents. Ambrose feuded with Kingston, Kane, and Rob Van Dam. While Rollins and Reigns would feud with Team Hell No, the odd combination of Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton, and the Usos. On August 19th, the Shield would begin their new role in working with the COO of the WWE, Triple H, where they would help Randy Orton against his rivals such as Daniel Bryan, Big Show, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Basically, they would talk shit on Triple H and deal with the Hounds. And this is also, they became known as the Hounds of Justice because they delivered justice and they were dogs. Excellent, excellent names. Yes. One of those dogs was big, though. <laughs> that, that's true. One of those dogs was just significantly larger than all the other dogs. Speaking of that, did you, uh, on Raw last week, did you hear Michael Cole hype up the Here Comes the Big Dog? He goes, guys, <laughs> I'm sorry I got to do this to you, Dude, but here comes the been, big dog. He's been setting up his, he's been setting up his uh, catchphrases recently. I love it. He goes, yeah. Guys, guess what's coming to Pittsburgh? Guess what's coming to Pittsburgh? <laughs> it's Valor Cole. Yeah, I, I laughed like I laughed for about fifteen minutes. <laughs> I love Michael Cole. Mike- you know who my ideal faction is? Oh God, no! Michael Cole. What? Adam Cole and former Pittsburgh Pirate Garrett Cole. And I'm gonna think of other Coles like that in this faction now because you got something going here. Kenneth Cole. <laughs> Trent Cole. Trent Cole. Yes. Trent Cole is a thousand percent in this fucking. Pro Hunt fifty eight is going to be. What about in there. Norris Cole? I I have not thought about Norris Cole since the two thousand twelve NBA. What finals. about Norris Cole? Norris Cole, baby. He's he's into he's in. Yeah. I can't. Even, I'm all out of famous Coles. Are we calling it the coal mine? Yes, we are okay. calling it the coal mine. Okay. Coal mine. I think you got to buy WWE two K nineteen and like fantasy book this now. I I might. I, I just might. I think you got it. So anyway, Night of Champions roll around in September. The Shield would enjoy successful title defenses. Uh, Ambrose defeated the Zigman, Dolph Ziggler, while Rollins and Reigns defeated the Prime Time Players. Millions of dollars. Money. <laughs> I almost said money, money, yeah, yeah, but that was Prime Time. Two very different tag teams. Extremely different tag teams. Yes, yes. But all you want is you just got to grab your furry and pop a rolly. It's Crime Time. Love them. Uh, you're going to love this next one. At... Battleground on October 6th, one of the most emotional matches I've ever watched. I shit you not. Goldust and Cody Rhodes were kayfabe fired, and then they came out with Dusty. I'm getting chills talking about it. Goldust Gold Dust had the best Raw match. Oh, with, uh, with Randy Orton, Randy Orton in, in yeah. that stretch. Yeah. It was, it's the, it was, like, to this day, one of my favorite matches of all time. Yeah. He, he looked awesome in that match. Oh, man, that was... Could you? Can I do say one thing? Yeah, you know, he. I know I'm. The, I'm. Podcast, you can say more than one. Thing. I'm in the minority here, and Goldust is my favorite wrestler of all time. You, I'd say so. Yeah. Can you not agree with me that he has the best twisting body slam in the history of wrestling? It's him or Orton. Orton's is good, man. Goldust fucking just rips. Did you see that video I sent you of uh, Goldust taking double mist? I think so, dude. He took mist from a Muda and Tajiri. 
It's awesome. I actually no, I didn't. And then I don't get all the notifications if you send it to me via direct message. I think, yeah, I think I sent it in your Twitter DM. So I'll have to watch it. Oh yeah, it's awesome. And it's like it's black rain, but it's gold dust. Oh god. But it's black rain in his gold dust outfit, and he's fat. <laughs> he was very fat as black rain. All right, he's the opposite of the shield. So let's let's keep going here. Uh, so Cody Rhodes and Goldust defeat uh, defeat at Rollins and Reigns. Awesome. Uh, after Dusty stopped Ambrose from interfering, Cody he took Rhodes, the fucking belt off. He dropped the bionic elbow. Cody Rhodes awesome. delivered like the most emotional crossroads of all time. He let out like a primal scream before he hit it, and Rollins sold like a motherfucker on it. And Cody and Goldust won and got their jobs back. Um, then on the September twenty third Raw, they lost an eleven on three handicap match, which seems kind of unfair. Um, <laughs> oh, is that when everybody just kept coming out, and then Evolution came out? No, 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 no. They're still heels at this point. They're still heels at this point. But uh, oh, they turned on Kane, didn't they? Yes, they did. Because he, he was going to beat the fuck out of Jerry Lawler in Memphis, yes. and then they 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 turned on Kane. Yeah, so they're they're still heels at this point. Um, but. Some of the people in this 11 on 3 handicap match include the Usos, Dolph Ziggler, and Daniel Bryan, the primetime players, Rob Van Dam, just the whole smorgasbord board of people. Yeah, I mean, it's 11 people. On October 14th, uh, Reigns and Rollins lost the WWE Tag Team Championships to the Rhodes Clan in a no-DQ match after interference from Paul White. Dude, di- didn't he just come running down the, the, down the steps? Because he was so. fired. I believe so. I know at some point, I don't think it was this, but at some point Big Show came out in a fucking semi-truck. He did. Yeah. And he's doing the yes chant on yes. top of it. Yes, which is just unbelievable. <laughs> Unreal. On the October twenty, on the October 16th episode of Main Event, there's a show you haven't heard about. If In 2012-2013, Main Event was relevant. Yeah, it was on the CW, wasn't it? No, it was on, uh, shit, it was on ION TV. ION TV. Sorry, it's Channel 7 and Channel 8. Here. Yes, yes. Um... But yeah, that was the same deal with superstars. Like when they start a show, it's usually relevant for like the first two years. Then it just becomes a jobber show. And like main event was relevant in 2012, 2013. He defended, and on that episode of main event, Ambrose retained his U.S. title against Ziggler. On uh, October 27th, the Hell in a Cell pay per view, the Rhodes Clan retained their tag titles against the Usos and the Shield, and Ambrose retained the U.S. title uh, against Big E Langston. Who still had his last name at this point in 2013. Thank Shocking. God they changed that. Was Langston really that bad? I mean, I guess it's kind of geeky. Langston sounds like a crawfish. A <laughs> crawfish? Like a seen lobster. Oh, my God. You're still fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. Don't know, that's literally the name of it. If you, if you go I know, to, but... That's... If you go to Red Robin, they were not Red Robin. If Red you go lobster? to Red Lobster, they have a dip made of Lagostino lobster. I bet they do. Piggy Lagostino. So in, uh, so here's about the time where the where the roles begin to change. Uh, Ambrose became more verbally arrogant, and this is where he kind of became the lunatic. Like he wasn't calculated and cunning anymore. Now he was just kind of a wild man. Yeah, this is where he started fucking diving off ropes. Yeah, this is this is where the shift happened. And now Roman Reigns is becoming more confident. He's talking more, and Seth Rollins at this point has become the leader out of nowhere. He became the architect, the the outspoken hothead who will do anything to help the shield. Um, he was also known as the aerialist for a short time, which the architect is much better. I wonder who came up with that. Um, That's like a coalism if I've ever heard it. An interesting tidbit about uh, being about the architect name: Rollins said he came up for it because he was the one who came up for the blueprints for most of their matches. He put he put most of their matches together, so like the architect 
in kayfabe was he was the one who built the shield but outside of kayfabe he was literally putting the blueprint together for ambrose and reigns that's a nice little tidbit i did not know yeah and joey mercury also helped a lot yeah, he was like their producer. Yeah. Wasn't he? Like yeah. he specifically like you work exclusively with them. Oh, here's an interesting thing we didn't talk we didn't touch on. So in the Colt Cabana podcast, uh the infamous episode of CM Punk, uh <coughs> Dick. <laughs> Sorry. Weather is not Tuesday. Punk said the shield was his idea and that his three guys were Ambrose, Rollins, and Cassius Ono. I knew that. And do you think that fat fuck well was in the shield? He wasn't fat yet. You're right. He wasn't, but he he's still a fat, fat fuck now. <laughs> what do you got against Cassius Ono? I don't. I love Cassius Ono. <laughs> I saw Cassius Ono wrestle when I was nine years yes, old. You, I think you've told this story the past three weeks. I was. I, you want to hear it again, people? No, no they don't. I, I think that I hear a yes chant. <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore. We're, we're, we're the new Daniel. We're we're environmentally friendly here at Champions Advantage. We are the least environmentally friendly people. Speak for yourself. There's there's four plastic there, bottles on this table. There are a table. lot of plastic bottles on this table. And plastic plates and fucking paper plates. And a deck of cards. Well, that's that's not with a fucking spur on the back. Hey, that is not Boris Dio. Jesus Christ. Um. Do you know who came up with the name The Shield? This is interesting. This is a fact I just looked up. Who came up with it? WWE Spanish announcer Marcelo Rodriguez. I'm a little upset that it's not Carlos Cabrera, but I'll take it. So, my point with the Cassius Ono thing was, how different do you think the Shield would have been if Cassius Ono was there instead of Roman Reigns? I don't know. I don't think we can't answer that. Do you think right now uh, Cassius Ono would be the big dog? No. Do you think, it would, do you think this would be Cassius Ono's yard? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why not? He's Only if there was a grill in the yard, Cassius Ono would be there. <laughs> that's, that's awful. That's terrible. Don't tell me he, has, he doesn't just grill some brats on, on wherever, he's, wherever he's at. <laughs> He looks like he drinks, eats brats and Budweiser and nothing else. You're such a fucking asshole. I am. Chapter three, cracks in the shield. You like what I did there? I did. What if, now what if, now I would appreciate if they had actual shields. If when they started fighting, there would be a little more crack like the fucking Liberty Bell. Right. That's that's what I would like. So the seeds were starting to, uh, to, to show. Reigns and Rollins were visibly frustrated on an episode of Raw when Dean Ambrose boasted about being the only guy left with the title. I remember that promo. This is, this is kind of where Dean is becoming a lunatic and a fucking wild man. He's not cunning anymore. He used to think very closely about what he said. Now he's saying whatever the fuck comes in his mind. It's, the character development here is really, really fucking interesting. All, not, not just one, usually like, like an evolution. Batista's role switched when he was about to break up from the faction. He became like smart in the shield. All three of their roles changed. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. It's very interesting. Well, I think they were trying to figure out who was a star. In the, in, the, in the, I mean, they got three out of it. But, like, think about it. Odds are one of those guys was going to be the fucking guy. I think they were waiting for the crowd thing. And I'm telling you, the crowd chose Reigns. They well, chose Reigns. Well, we're getting here. Because this is where Roman gets shifted to being the star. Survivor Series 2013. The Shield teaming up with the Real Americans to take on the team of Rey Mysterio and the Rhodes Clans and the Usos in a Survivor Series elimination match. Ambrose was the first man eliminated in about five seconds. Rollins got one, got one elimination, and then Reigns eliminated everybody else. And that's what the booing started. No, it isn't. No? He was, I don't know if you remember Royal Rumble 2014. Oh, you're right. He was, he was over, over his shit. 
Well, people realize what you're being forced down our throats. The fans chose Roman Reigns out of the shield. They chose him. But let me play devil's advocate. Shouldn't they be able to unchoose him then? They, sh- I no. We're arguing the same point. Well, no. You're saying you're saying like fans shouldn't get mad that fans get mad that Roman's the guy because they chose him, right? Yeah. Well, then they unchose him and he's still the guy. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not. I, don't I hate when you make sense. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But like, am I, am I remember that correctly? No, or yeah, I just fucked up. Like he was the yes, like the fans. He, he was over as fuck. So in November, uh, so in November, they started a feud with CM Punk, and this would lead to a match at the December fifteenth Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, when it was a three-on-one handicap match against the Shield, which led to the infamous story, also on the Colt Cabana's podcast, where five different producers came up to CM Punk th- that day and said, "Punk, you're gonna win, but you gotta make Roman look strong." And then another producer came up, "Hey, Punk, you gotta make Roman look strong." And then Punk finally snapped on him and said, no, I'm just going to fucking bury the guy. I hit him all in my finish. He said, of course, I know what I'm doing. I'll make him look fucking strong. So, Punk would win the match, and the finish would come once Ambrose is accidentally speared by Reigns, and then Punk took advantage. And, uh, yeah, this, this make Roman look strong got to the point where Punk just said, let me fucking lose the match. He'll look strong if he fucking beats me. And then he said, no, we want you to win. And then he fucking... His brain exploded after and that. And then he took his ball and went home. We're not quite there yet. We're getting there. <coughs> so, stop, stop your little cough bullshit. That's, is that your gimmick this week? Every week, every, you're like fucking, you're Bruce Prichard with a box of gimmicks. Every week is fucking something new. Just fucking calm your roll and know your roll and shut your mouth, jabroni. And let me take the lead here and you fucking do your color commentary. Right, well. That's what we do here. That is what we do. That is what we do. All right. Cool. So, at this point, the rumor began going around that the S.H.I.E.L.D. breakup was coming. We're still months away, but they heard this rumor, and they asked to stay together because they're lack as singles wrestlers on the main roster. Uh, so, we're now in t- early 2014. Punk's still, beating, Punk's still feuding with the S.H.I.E.L.D. He beat, he beat Dean one-on-one. He beat Roman one. I mean, he beat Rollins one on one, and then Roman is the only one who beat Punk in a one on one match. I remember this because it led to a Piper's Pit, didn't it? Yes. And the dissension just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Royal Rumble time. All three members of the Shield competed, uh, including Seth Rollins. Lasted a long ass time. Came in at number two. Uh, this is where Roman Reigns would beat Kane's record for most eliminations in a single Royal Rumble. Goddamn shame. Which was then later broken by Braun Strowman, but. I think it's bullshit that I count it since there were 50 guys in that rumble. Yeah, what are you looking at? Like 20 guys? Something like that. It was something crazy. One um, of them being Tucker Knight, so I didn't count. Uh, but in this Royal Rumble match, Reigns eliminated both Ambrose and Rollins after Ambrose tried to eliminate Reigns. Um, Reigns finished runner-up in the match. He set the record with 12. Ambrose and Rollins each had three eliminations, and Rollins spent the second longest amount of time in the match besides CM Punk. So everyone got a decent amount of shine in the match. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but when it came down to Roman and Batista, people were behind Roman big. Yeah. I don't know if that was more anti-Batista or more pro-Roman, but probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Because there was a lot of backlash towards Big Dave at the time. which Blue Tista. I am actually glad there was a lot of blowback against Big Dave at the time because it turned him heel, and Big Dave is awesome as a heel. He is fantastic as a heel. So... Oh, he must be making some good money as a nose ring model. Dude, 
Out of all the lines in that promo you want that, you couldn't go with the uh, Guardians of the Independent scene. That was excellent. R.I.P. Fabe. So on January 27th, which is now the night Punk walked out, just in case you're wondering, The Shield faced the team of Daniel Bryan, John Cena, and Sheamus in a six-man tag team match where the winning team would have qualified for the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, the Shield lost by DQ after the Wyatt family interfered and attacked uh, Cena and Bryan. The Shield vowed revenge, therefore a match was set up, which JBL dubbed the Hatfields versus the McCoys. Of course he did. Yeah. The most JBL thing. Um, with the Shield and Wyatt both being heels, WWE positioned the Shield as the team that the audience should root for, but they didn't necessarily turn them babyface yet. Um, the Shield was willing, like, for example, it would be little things. Like, on February 10th, the Shield wanted to fight, but the Wyatts were the one that backed down. And then, uh, Ambrose did an open challenge for the U.S. title, but the Shield interfered, so they were still keeping them heel, yet kind of making them babyfaces in this feud. Kind of, kind of like... Kind of like what they did with uh, uh, Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair. Bianca was a heel. Almost exactly. But they positioned her as the babyface in the feud, but they still kept her a heel. Yeah. Um, so at the actual match at the Elimination Chamber, the Shield would lose to the Wyatt family. Ambrose and Bray Wyatt brawled into the crowd, but Bray returned to the ring, but Ambrose never did, given the Wyatts the three-on-two advantage. Um, Rollins and Reigns uh, got outnumbered and overwhelmed and were eventually pinned. They questioned Ambrose about this the next night, but he promised he was laid out and didn't intentionally, like, screw them. There was a rematch There was a rematch on March 3rd. The Shield lost again when the Shield's poor teamwork, which up to this point had been so good, they had been so known for their teamwork, it just wasn't there. And it was so bad that Rollins walked out during the match and claimed that he had enough of being the glue that held this team together. So, they really set this up for months, didn't they? Yeah, they were, they were, it was coming. And they still fucking got us. It was coming. Yeah. The cracks were there. But on the March 7th episode of SmackDown, The Shield met in the ring to clear the air of all their disarray. And Rollins explained that uh, him walking out wasn't out of disrespect to The Shield. It was the force Ambrose and Reigns to see eye to eye and finally get back on the same page of working together as a team. Nice. And it worked. So they're they're really they're going loops and bounds at this story. Um The Shield would then turn babyface and everyone kind of forget about the breakup that was looming. On Kane. Against Kane. Yep. During the storyline, uh Kane was helped by his authority teammates, the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. That, that was happened. The thing. The New Age Outlaws even got a tag title reign out of it. They did. They beat Cody Rhodes and Goldust at the Royal Fuck Rumble. Them. Um, at WrestleMania 30, The Shield won a squash match against Kane and the Outlaws. Then, the next night, one of my favorite storylines started. I see the line in the sand. No one knows that. Who I am. I fucked that That's up. That's not the next line at all. I fucked that up horribly. All right, let's just move on. Oh, sorry, Lem. <laughs> the Shield uh, started a storyline against Triple H, who, needing some partners, reunited Evolution. This would lead to the segment you're talking about, where all the heels just beat up the Shield, leaving them for dead when Evolution came out and finished the job. This would lead to a fun match at Extreme Rules 2014, where Dave Batista and his Red 28s would team up with Randy Orton and Triple H, take on the Shield in a six-man tag team match, Highlights of this match would include uh, Rollins jumping off the balcony, 
Um, and Reigns pinning Dave Batista with a spear. I watched it this morning. It was awesome. Yeah. Anything to add since you freshly watched it? It I was, was kind of talking out of memory of the last time I watched it, which was a while those ago. Those three, like I just, it's, it's so hard to explain how well those three work together. I love the rolls into the tags. Yeah. Someone's always there. It's just, it's some, it's some just really good shit, as the kids are saying nowadays. So, the next night on Raw, Triple H forced Dean Ambrose to defend his United States title in a twenty-man battle royal, with Reigns and Rollins being banned from the ringside area. Do you know who eliminated Dean Ambrose to win the match? Jack Swagger. No. Who? Think about it. He had a holiday recently. Rusev? Sheamus. Oh. Sheamus. Sheamus became the United States champion. Sheamus. And then at Payback, they would defeat the Evolution in a no-holds-barred elimination match in which it was a clean sweep. No member of the Shield was eliminated, and they took out Evolution one by one. Then. Oh, then. The explosion. You know what's weird? You're going to make fun of me for, for my ridiculous memory, but get there and I'll bring it up. Fun fact about this show. The show took place in Indianapolis, Indiana. The Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Home of Victor Oladipo in the, in the Indiana Pacers. Do you know why Do you know why the show being held in this arena was so special? I will in a minute when you tell me. It was the same arena the Shield debuted in, the same arena the Shield broke up in, and the same arena the first Shield reunion happened in. That's cool. Well, Don't pay attention to that kind of shit usually, but the, that was cool. That's very the cool. Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. Pat McAfee was probably at all three of them. Probably was. So the following night on Raw, we're in Indianapolis. Triple H announced his intention to continue Evolution's feud with the Shield. Feud with the Shield. But there Batista, is uh, always uh, Plan B. But Batista quit WWE after he re- wasn't given his one-on-one title match that he earned at the Royal Rumble. I love his, his wave goodbye. Lime green shirt. I love his wave goodbye. So later that night, the Triple H, the Triple H, the Shield, <laughs> the Triple H, the, the the Hunter Hearst Helms, the Kane. The Shield is in the ring, celebrating their win, when uh, the game by Motorhead hit, and Triple H Orton sauntered out to the ring, and Triple H held up his uh, trusty sledgehammer and said, there's always a plan B. And it's interesting to note, once Triple H came out that sledgehammer, Seth Rollins tapped his boys on the shoulder and said, let me go get a chair. So, we got a weapon too. Then Triple H said, there's a plan B. And Bruce and Reigns step up. Rollins, Wax. Roman in the back of the steel chair. Ambrose's face was fucking priceless. Yes. And then Dean takes a takes a chair shot to the gut and takes a, a curb stomp onto the chair. And that's the end of the shield, man. And now here's my ridiculous memory. Yeah. I was playing in a can jam tournament that night and was not watching Raw. Yeah. I was on my way home and I saw you tweeted Holy heel turn. Sounds like something I tweet in 2014. And I don't know why, why I remember this, but I'm like, who turned? And mostly we weren't, we didn't talk all that much at this time. No, I could, I remember the first time you ever texted me. We could talk about that after. Yeah. And fucking, I texted you, or no, I, I tweeted you back. I said, who turned? And you said Rollins. And I almost crashed my car. Yeah. I was stunned. I didn't think Rollins would be the one to turn. No, yeah, everybody thought it was Ambrose. They yeah, they plotted they they planted the seeds of Ambrose for a while. There was a full Ambrose and tree, Ryan, tree growing. And and, and want to talk about where they all went from here? 
Yeah, we could do that. We could do that, or we go to the reunion. It's up to you. Whatever you want to jump. Let's to just next. talk about their immediate future. All right. So Rollins are gone to become Mister Money in the Bank, and he would play the role as Triple H's new chosen one. Dean Ambrose would enter a feud with Seth Rollins that lasted several months and had several wacky skits, including him dumping a bucket of ice on Seth Rollins and saying, "What? It's for charity," and then throwing the bucket at his head. All this shit was fun. There was slime involved. Yes, uh, Dean Ambrose repossessed uh, Seth's Money in the Bank briefcase, then gave it back to him, but when Seth opened it, slime popped out. Uh, there was a time where um, Hulk Hogan was having a birthday party, and Dean Ambrose popped out of a present and beat up Rollins. They had a fun lumberjack match at SummerSlam, which Rollins won. And then Roman Reigns, on the other hand, he retained the shield look, the shield vest, and the shield music. It's the one mistake they had made. I was going to say, mistake or no? And mistake. Even the, even the shield entrance coming out from the crowd. Mistake. A little bit of a mistake. I they could have changed him a little bit, and he would not have gotten the booze so much, I don't think. Because he, let's just say, he was only wrestling for, what, three years at the time? Maybe probably, sl- a little longer? Probably, I'd say five, five. Five years? I'd say five, yeah. It was. I just don't think he could have. They could have done a couple things with him that I'm not creative, but I think they could have done a couple things with him to make him not the shield. So throughout the years, they would uh, all go on to become world champions. They'd all actually go on to become Grand Slam champions, and then the first reunion would come in 2017 when Dean Ambrose and Rollins teased a potential reunion, but Ambrose continuously denied Rollins' offer to reunite and said he still didn't trust Seth Rollins. On the July 31st episode of Raw, Rollins is confronted by the Raw Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Sheamus, and they basically beat down Rollins before Ambrose came to make the save, but Ambrose told him it was a one-time thing and don't expect it again. Following following week, they had a rematch. Rollins got beat up again, and Ambrose did not help him. Um, Ambrose faced Cesaro later on and got attacked, but Rollins made the save, and uh, this led to Ambrose offering the shield fist bump, but Rollins declined. And then on the August 14th episode, they fought off Cesaro and Sheamus, finally leading to the fist bump and a fucking big pop. Oh, huge pop. I was actually just watched that before we got here. Then SummerSlam 2017, another event I was at, they officially reunited to, uh, def- to defeat the bar and become the Raw Tag Team Champions. And that actually made Ambrose the first member of the Shield to become, the Grand- to become a Grand Slam champion. Um, then... On October 9th, Miz would open the show with Cesaro and Sheamus, but they were interrupted by the full Shield because Reigns was feuding with the Miz at the time, and they decided to reunite to take out a common net, take out common enemies in Miz, Cesaro, and Sheamus. They're supposed to have a five-on-three uh, TLC handicap match at TLC with Braun Strowman and Kane added to the heel team for God knows what reason. <laughs> But Roman Reigns came down with an illness and was replaced by Kurt Angle. Then, uh, prior to Survivor Series, Roman Reigns would come back and they'd face the New Day at the Survivor Series. Then, Dean Ambrose would have to get surgery on his arm and the shield would be gone. Then, 2018. Night after SummerSlam, Braun Strowman attempts to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase on Roman Reigns. Rollins and Ambrose come out to make the save. The Shield is reunited once again. Uh, Rollins and Ambrose continue to feud with Ziggler and uh, McIntyre like they were prior to the full-on Shield reunion while helping uh, Roman and his feud with Braun. The Dogs of War, you mean? I was getting there. I wasn't there yet. Uh, They would consolidate this into one feud 
when Ambrose, not Ambrose, Ziggler, McIntyre, and Braun Strowman would form a group that was unofficially called the Dogs of War, which is a terrible name. Great scream, though. Oh, dude. Ziggler doing the Strowman scream is great. This would lead to a match at Super Showdown, where the Shield defeated the Dogs of War. And then, unfortunately, on October 22nd, 2018, Roman Reigns relinquished his Universal title due to a real-life battle with leukemia, and Ambrose turned heel, attacking Seth Rollins after they won the Raw Tag Team titles, uh, disbanding the Shield once again until 2019 when they'd reunite for one last time at WWE Fastlane, where they would defeat Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin. Uh, after the match, the three seemed very emotional. Um, they had a shield hug. Had a shield hug, shield fist bump. And then the next night, they would give their farewell address, which wasn't really much of an address at all. No, it was the three minutes. And as of this day, that's it for the Shield. Will we ever see them together again? If Ambrose stays, I'd bet my house on it. If Ambrose is really gone, maybe still. Anyone could come back. And there's been fucking honorary members all over the place, so. Yes, uh, Kurt Angle is an honorary member. Triple H was an honorary member. Strowman's on right now, I believe. He's in, in May the... for the UK tour, so not yet. Okay, not yet. So it'll be May for the UK tour, which is weird. Like, I don't know why they I don't know. I'm not going to. What do you think? Do we ever see him again? That's a tough question. Like, like I said, if Ambrose if Ambrose is, as long as Ambrose is in the, is in the company, it'll happen. Um, if Ambrose leaves and comes back in five years, I can see them doing it when he comes back. If Ambrose stays, I can see them doing it sometime later in 2019. Yeah. It's just all, it's all circumstantial. If Ambrose leaves and then never comes back, obviously we'll never see it again. But uh, what do you think the legacy of the Shield will be? Creating main eventers. Bigger, bigger, bigger. I guess better question. If all three of these guys just debut, like like Ricochet and Alistair Black and Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano did, all his singles called up from NXT. Do they all, do all of them, do all three of them see the same level of success that they have? No. No, I, I agree I, completely. A fucking really easy no. <laughs> I agree completely. They, they, that faction was so good. It set them up for success. They were so good together. They, they were each so good at something. Uh, they, they, they didn't look the same. They didn't act the same, but they thought the same. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a great way to put it. That's kind of that's what separated them from everybody else, especially in factions. Yeah. So... The greatest faction probably of the 20th, 21st century. I I still agree that it's the greatest faction the WWE ever produced. Better than Evolution. Better than Degeneration X. You put them up. I, I got the shield over all of them just because it built three main eventers from the ground up. And I agree with you 100% without that group. It, it doesn't happen. Um, no, I, I don't think it does at all. But I hope he's not gone. I really like Dean Ambrose. So hopefully we can get him to stay and we get more Shield matches. Yeah. Because um, they work awesome together. Do you think that they blew the chance by never having the Shield triple threat at WrestleMania? They had it once and it was at Battleground. And I don't want to say it under-delivered, but it was kind of underwhelming. It's, the, it's stars, just kind of, the stars just never lined up for that. It's just kind of a, a match that's lost in the shuffle and no one ever really talks about. Yeah, no, they did, they did the Shield triple threat. They kind of get lost. It's, it was, the stars did not line up for Mania. But it was still, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was And those three guys really like each other, so it's cool, I guess. But if this really isn't for the Shield, thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's 52 minutes talking about the Shield, man. 
Love it. So we're going to come back. We're going to give you a fresh, hot, new cane fact of the week. Hot off the presses. Hope you got one prepared. I do. And uh, we'll hit you with the outro like usual, and we'll get out of your hair. This week's cane fact of the week is brought to you by Jacobs for kickoff panels. That one was just bullshitted right at the top of your head. It was, but it's a serious inquiry. I would love to have him on there. I'm so busy right now. Kane has the third most WrestleMania matches of all time. Could you with seventeen? Could you guess who's in front of him? Well, obviously Undertaker and Triple H. Yeah, that one's easy. That's who it is. That one's easy. That's who it is. But that's just an another impressive belt. He's like the third best or the center first best at everything. Or the worst. Or the worst. Yeah, he's. I'm gonna start trying to find some really bad Kane facts about how bad he is sometimes. I think he won. I think he won worst wrestler of the year in the in the. Uh, you know what? We'll save it. His only WWF title reign is one day. Yeah, which is just sad. But remember, we're part of the Turnbuckle Topics fam, which we have been posting our schedules online, so I'm going to read it to you right now. I'm sure it's going to go swimmingly. Oh, it will. It will. It's right here. I can see it. We got Top of the Rope Radio with Kuda underscore Junior on Mondays. We got us every Tuesday, noon main event. Hopefully. Noon-ish main event. (laughs) And Wednesdays, we have Chris Pinero's podcast at Old School Pants on Twitter. And then Thursdays, we have Ron and Lynn's in the rundown. So that's our family. Listen to all of them. And that's enough for here for us tonight. Is that correct? Shout out to Primetime as well. Oh, yep. Primetime at KVNG Primetime. KVNG, baby. Got it right. Yeah, I got it right. That's impressive. Uh, What do we got next week? Do you know yet? I don't know. You want to do a countdown? Like a Jericho countdown? We're breaking the walls or, down? Or a list. Like a Jericho list. But, uh... Hey, hey, top 10 favorite Mania matches next week. All right, we can do that. That sounds good. I'm excited for that. All right, well, we'll see you... I already know what number one is. We will see you next week with our top 10 personal favorite WrestleMania matches. And stay a champion. Keep that advantage. Peace, bitches. <laughs>